Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. Hey, Slay family, are you ready to slay your giant, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guests and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, giant players. Welcome, Slave family. I am so grateful for you, and I'm honored today to have my brother and one of my friends um, over many years of friendship. He and his wife, Tiana, are phenomenal people. Um, they have two wonderful children, and I love them so dearly, Maverick and Moje Jr., um, but M- Pastor Mo is a man of God um, that we have been inspired by. We have been watching him, and he has an amazing journey, and he has made some history. He is the pastor of the Mountain West Church of God, and we are so excited to have him on um, to talk about his journey, to talk about his walk, and um, today it's an honor. Welcome, Pastor Mo. Hey, what's up, Ash? Um, I am so glad to be here, Reverend Ashley Ramsey, evangelist, doctor, uh, Listen, oil you know, flowing. You know, we're family, so it's just Ashley. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm so glad to be here, and congratulations on the Giant Slayers podcast. I know God has already done so much in such a short period of time, and um, just greater things are ahead. So I, I'm just glad I'm here on the beginning. So when people come back and they scrolling through the history of Slayer, they're going to hear my little thing. And it's it's just great to be a part of what you're doing and great to support friends. Yeah, absolutely. Over 20 years of friendship here. Oh, my so. goodness. It's been a I long know, been time. Long. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I've known Pastor Mo since, I mean, I think middle school, maybe, no, high school, yeah. high school, high school. We met around high school. Yeah, so he's been my brother and we're, our families are close friends and we've been growing up in the ministry together and it's just awesome to keep in touch with people and, and, and see where God is leading each one of us. So it's really cool yeah. to watch. No, really cool it, to it's, watch. It's been great. And um, we're here in Atlanta now and we have, um, gotten in and hit the ground running and it's been beautiful we're loving it our boys are loving um, the Atlanta area and their new home and their new church home and so it's it's just been a blast absolutely well you know it's been an honor to watch your journey and to see how far the Lord is taking you and you know yeah. I believe that Nothing happens by chance. Everything is intentional. Every step that we take, the Bible says there our steps are ordered by the Lord and the journey that we take in life matters. Um, the yeah. highs, the lows, the, the good times, the bad times, it all brings us to that expected place that God has for us. And so, you know, I believe that the journey is just as valuable as the destination. Um, yeah. It's where we're processed, it's where we grow, it's where God teaches us, you know, how to deal with life and how to handle what comes our way later on. It builds our capacity, you know? And so I think it's very important that we actually look at our journey um, as a way to say, you know what? Thank you, God, for bringing me through this, because this is where you were leading me to. And I believe that, (laughs) I believe that, you know, your life has been just amazing journey. 
um, where God has just taken you from glory to glory to glory. But I would imagine it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen, um, you know, out of of nowhere. It was intentional. It was definitely the hand of God and and the favor of the Lord upon your life that brought you to this place. And so if you can just share a little bit with our audience, a little bit about your journey I know some of you may know Pastor Mo, but you may not know the journey um, and the steps that it's taken him and he and his wife, beautiful wife, Tiana, to get to this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it has been a journey. Um, You know, I was talking with Tiana um, a little bit earlier and just reflecting on like, we are walking in what God said so many years ago and to to come to that realized place, it really helps you reflect on the process and knowing that all of it was worth it. All of it was a part of God shaping and preparing you for where he wanted you to be. Um, I knew I was called, I probably knew earlier than this, but I think I surrendered to God's call to ministry on my life in college, sophomore year of college, when I just said, okay, God, I had a class where we were in the book of Jonah for 16 weeks. And God didn't say audibly to me, but I got the impression that God's saying, you're going to do this one way or another. And I just said, I don't want to do it costing me years of my life or getting into a well, it's going to be hard enough just to say yes, I don't need to say no first. And so I said yes, and a couple of years um, went by, you know, um, my dad passed and I was home. And, you know, this call is reaffirming in me. Um, when my dad passed, the Lord brought me to Genesis 11. And uh, the bottom half of Genesis 11 talks about Abraham's father, Terah, intending to go to Canaan, but his son, Hebron, um, before he left, his son Hebron died. And so on his way to Canaan, he gets to a city called Hebron and he gets stuck. He couldn't move past Hebron. And when um, Terah dies, Abraham is called by God to go to the very place that his father intended to go. I think there are multiple things in that. One is that you've got a choice when you get setbacks. You can get stuck in the place of failure, stuck in the place of loss, stuck in the place of regret, or you can move forward to the place that God has always intended for you to be. And so I felt this call. And um, this is what I would encourage you. Maybe you're young in your faith. Maybe you've got a calling and you don't know what to do and you have zero experience. The first piece of advice I would give you is wherever there is an opportunity, start serving. The first opportunity I got in ministry was to be a middle school Sunday school teacher. That was my opportunity. That's what they asked me to do. Uh, Pastor Jocelyn Williams asked me to be the middle school Sunday school teacher. And from there, after that, after a couple of months of being faithful to that, uh, the youth pastor became the worship leader and they didn't have anybody to be the new youth pastor and I got called into the office at 22, 23 years old and said, you, you're the new youth pastor, right? And, and here's what I learned. If you make yourself available to God and submit to the opportunities that are in front of you, he will open the doors that you really desire to be opened in your life. If you will be faithful in the things that, you know, I, I didn't necessarily wanted to get up early to get to church to teach middle school 
uh, Sunday school, but I was faithful where God had opened up a door of opportunity and another door opened up for me. Um, if I fast forward a little bit, um, I was at um, that church, Rehoboth, for a few years, and then the Lord told me to move to Atlanta, and I would see his hand like I'd never seen it before. Um, it made no sense to me at the time, but I knew God was speaking, and so I went in and talked to Bishop Ramsey and uh, put in my resignation and moved to Atlanta two weeks later. It was literally a few days after the initial Giant Slayers conference um, that I got that confirmation. I got on a plane, wow. and left everything, and... Um, I, I didn't know where I was going. My mom called a friend to get me a room to stay in. I just knew I had a word from the Lord. And here's what I would tell you. If you have a word from the Lord, I, it, it may not always feel good. It may not always make sense to you. And, 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 and what I would say to you, don't doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. I, I was perfectly fine. Everything was good. But God said, move here and you will see my hand like you've never seen it before. And I decided to walk that. And I, I got to Atlanta and I got to be honest, I had a little bit of a panic attack. I said, Lord, what did I do? I left everything uh, that I knew. I left a place of comfort. And, and here's what I realized. God didn't call us to a life of comfort. He called us to a life of purpose. He called us to fulfill the purpose that he created us for. And so um, I was in Atlanta for a few years and um, ended up meeting my wife, moved down to Florida. And, um, you know, my grandmother thinks I never should have left Atlanta, that I was always supposed to come here. But it was while I was in Tampa, I was at um, a large, uh, predominantly African-American church. And I was sitting in the balcony of that church. And I was um, just praying, talking to God and saying, God, why doesn't your church look like what you have um, said in your scripture? My life verse or the reason why I exist is Revelation 7 and 9, to pastor a church that looks like heaven, a church that has every nation, every tribe uh, crying glory to the lamb, to lift up Jesus ultimately, that all of our preferences bow to the ultimate purpose, which is the glory and uh, magnification of Jesus Christ. And so I said that, and God said two things to me. Don't complain about what you won't be a part of fixing and go back to your roots. I had been in serving in non-denom churches for the last few years. Um, and I, the only thing I knew is I need to get to a white church that was Church of God because I needed to get out of what I was currently in. And um, at the same time, my past, my form, uh, well, he's still my pastor, um, Dr. Baker, Marty Baker was having similar conversations with um, him on his staff saying, hey, I want to do something about this. I'm not sure how to do it, but I know I could hire somebody. We got connected and I went there and um, I, I can tell you it was one of the biggest blessings of my life. But let me rewind a little bit. I knew I had been called to pastor. And before I went to Augusta with Stevens Creek, there was an opportunity for me to take a church um, back in McDonough where I first moved to. And I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm saying, Lord, this looks like this looks like it's you. 
Um, it's back in the same place that I moved to when you first called me to Atlanta. This place is multicultural. It had about um, maybe 200 people. And I'm like, God, this is a good start. This looks good. But it wasn't God's will. And it was too early. I had the gifting, but God had to refine my character to be able to handle the real assignment that he had for me. And, and two things I would say to you guys is before Isaac ever shows up, there will always be the temptation of Ishmael. Before the, the, the God opportunity shows up, there will always be something that looks good, but it's not God. And one of the ways you'll know that it's good but not God is that you'll have to settle in part of what he has said to you. What God said to me before all of this is that I would pastor a large multicultural church. Now, I'm not saying 200 isn't large, but I knew it didn't match what God had said that I was going to do. And so I said no to what I really desired to do to say yes to a humbling opportunity to go sit and serve somebody else's vision and ministry while God refined me in the process. And I stayed there for three and a half years. And in the midst of that, every day I felt like, God, I'm ready. Why can't I go? And God said, not yet. And what God did in that process is prepare me for where he was taking me. And, um, you know, Ash, I talked to you about some of this as that process was happening. Before I came here, there were a lot of other different Ishmael opportunities that looked, man, this sounds good. This, oh my goodness, anybody would want that. But it wasn't the God thing. And what I would tell um, folks who are pursuing purpose and destiny is you've got to hold on to the word God has given you and don't jump at every single opportunity. Now, when you have zero experience, your step is to find where you can serve and be faithful. But when you are about to walk into the season and the assignment that God has for your life, which I believe I, uh, as the Lord tarries, I'm going to be here to serve the people here at Mountain West Church, you've got to be careful not to just jump at any opportunity. You've got to walk into what God has said to you. There was a large, predominantly Black church that um, they called me and asked me if I was interested. And here's what I do. I go down the checklist of the last thing God said. He said it would be a large, multicultural um, church in a significant city, but um, it would be a large multicultural church. It was large, but it wasn't multicultural. There was something else that came to me. It was multicultural, but it didn't look, it didn't match the things that God said. And I would tell you, wait on God. Don't rush it. Because what he has for you is better than what you could have imagined. And um, where we are now is beyond our wildest dreams. We didn't know that um, this would be what it is. And um, I'll tell you this, if you can manufacture it, it ain't God. If you can make it happen on your own, one, you're not dreaming big enough. That's good. 
or it isn't all of what God has for you. What happened for us wasn't anything we did on our own. The state overseer called my pastor and said, hey, um, I know about a church that's going to be open and um, I can't get away from this. I believe this Mo is God's man. Um, and I will you talk to him for me? Will you please ask him to come? Because one of the other little tidbits that the Lord told me is whatever I do next is going to happen through your pastor. Right. And our generation and the generation coming behind us, we are so gifted that our gift accelerate us to the point where sometimes we don't know how to serve and sit and the blessing of being released by those ahead of you. We, we want to charge forward and I'm, I'm here for initiative and I, I believe in pushing forward into what um, we are called to do, but you got to let an Elijah open the door for you, Elisha. If you let Elijah open the door, you will go further faster and do more than you would have been able to do on your own. And so um, that he called him and um, my pastor talked to me and we we prayed about it and then we went to see it and we knew this is what God had for us. But we didn't we didn't have to manufacture it. We didn't send no resumes in. We didn't ma manipulate nobody. God appointed us there when we got there to meet the council, there was a, a, a man there who said, when they told me your name, he was a retired pastor. Um, um, he said, when they told me your name, God said to me that this is my choice and I've been working on this for a while. And some of you, oh man, I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Some of you have been in the waiting room. Think about Caribbean. Oh, good. Hallelujah. You have been in the waiting room Hallelujah. thinking God has forgotten about you. Glory and hear the word of the Lord. He is working on what he has prepared for you. And when you arrive, you will see that it was God's mercy that delayed you. It was not his hindrance. It's not his rejection. God was ordering and directing your steps to be ready for what he has planned for you. Wait and, and be of good cheer. Wait on the Lord. He is not through. He is preparing that place for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 The, the, the man said, this was what God had been working on. Wow. And see, if if I didn't obey God when he told me to go to Atlanta, I never would have been able to come back to where he had always intended for me. Some things, y'all, it's just God trying to see if he has your complete yes. Wow. Are you willing to give up everything you have so you can receive everything he has? It is your yes that unlocks the doors for you to see the real fruit and purpose and plan for God's uh, that God has for your life. And so um, that's just my journey. There's so many little short segues that I could talk about that um, were just God's leading and ordering along the way. But um, we are over the moon ecstatic about where God has us. And um, we haven't arrived yet. The best is still yet to come. There are still more things that the Lord is saying. Um, and I, I would tell you, 
God is still speaking. And everything he is saying, I'm just watching it come to pass, watching him do these. Sometimes they seem small to me. Sometimes they are large things. And, and, and make sure you get somebody that you tell all of what God is saying to you, because they'll help remind you of what you have forgotten that God said he was going to do. Um, I was talking to my wife um, just uh, a couple days ago, um, and she reminded me about how three years ago I said, um, I'm going to come back, and next time I'm coming back, God's going to let me speak at convocation. Forgot about it. She reminded me this year I spoke at Lee University's convocation. What Phenomenal God said, word. Wow. Sometimes yeah. it takes a little time for God yes. to do what he wants to do. But if you are listening and you are willing to hold on to his word and be faithful with your yes, you will see God do incredible things in your world. He's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of principle. That's right. You want to move God? Activate faith in your life. Hold on and take steps and let, let's make it practical. If God has said something to you, do what you can do and let God do the impossible. Take steps in the direction that God has called you to go. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like, right? It makes no sense if God has called you to be a carpenter for you to go to plumbing school. You need to be around carpenters. Whatever God has called you to do, you need to take practical, every practical step that you can take in that direction that will help you accomplish the purpose that he has for you. Wow, this has been so good. And I, you know, to my Slay the Giant family, I don't know about you, but I've taken so many good notes that I am going to hold on to because I believe every word that Pastor Mo has spoken um, is on target for the season that we're all in and will guide us as we take steps toward our future and the destiny that God has for us. I'm just going to highlight a few things. Be willing to serve in the small stuff. Uh, he said, uh, don't, um, uh, don't allow what happened in the dark to, oh, don't, sorry. Can you repeat that statement? Yeah, I, don't sorry. doubt in the dark, don't doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Yes. Sometimes God would tell you things early when it's comfortable. And then when it gets rocky and stormy, you start having doubts and questions about it. Keep tunneling through. As Jesus said to the disciples, we go into the other side, right? There was a storm that came in the middle of them going to the other side and they got scared and afraid. Right. But if God said you're going to the other side, you're going. we go into the other side. Yeah. Hold on to that word. That's good. Then you talked about um, that there will be there'll always be an Ishmael before uh, the Isaac. You talked about um, if you can manufacture it, it ain't God. That that yeah. was powerful. And then you said every Elijah, Elisha needs an Elijah to open up the door for them. And yeah. so I mean, you know, young preachers, preachers who've been preaching. 20 and 30s, however, wherever you find yourself, this message is for all of us to take on and hold on to. And if guess what? Pastor Mo just said it. God is no respect of persons. If he did it for Pastor Mo, I know that he can do it for you. So if you're discouraged today, if you're feeling like, oh my God, when is it going to happen for me? When is it going to be my turn and my time? Wait on the Lord. And while you're waiting, trust and believe that he's taking you and ordering your steps. But I love what you said. Hold on to that promise, you know, and, and, look back at the things that God had promised you and say, God, 
if this is not what you've told me, this ain't it. Yeah. You know, this ain't what you have promised me. Then I got to, I got to keep looking. And and an Ishmael can be anything for you. An Ishmael could be a job. An Ishmael mm-hmm. could be a relationship. An Ishmael yeah. could be a friend. Whatever you, wherever you, you know, your God is dealing with you in the areas that he, you're trusting him in. Don't settle for Ishmael when God has Isaac for yeah. you. So this has just been so powerful. Any yeah. last words you want to give? Yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, piggyback on this Ishmael thing again, and. Um, what I would say is Ishmael is the counterfeit. And the only way you can examine the counterfeit is hold it up to the light. That's and when right. you hold it up, if it don't have the markings that are necessary in the bills and God's word is the necessary markings, then that ain't it. And you can't cash that. You need to give that back to whoever was trying to give it to you and wait on the real thing that God has for you. Um, you know, the last thing I would say um, just for preachers and leaders, um, what God, the word God has given me for this year and at our church right now is to simplify. I think we are overcomplicating and we are, strategy is good. It is important. It is vital, but we need to simplify. We need to get back to preaching Jesus and loving people and leave the fruit and the the um, increase or the harvest to God. Simplify our methods, simplify our actions, get as many people on the team as possible, make on-ramping simple, and just preach Jesus and love people in this season and watch how God begins to move. We have seen at our church in the last three weeks, uh, over a couple hundred people have been added to our church in just the last three weeks. And it's really the, it's nothing that we are doing. It is, we are simplifying our methods and preaching Jesus and loving people. Absolutely. It's powerful. Pastor Mo, how can people stay in contact with you? How can they connect to your church and your ministry? Please share your contact information. Yeah, yeah. You can um, always email me at mo, M-O at mwchurch.com. That's my email address, and I respond to all the emails I get. Um, You can follow me on social, um, Maurice underscore Huggins Jr. on Instagram, and um, that's really the only place I'm dealing with. I I know TikTok is a wave, but I'm old. (laughs) I'm 33 years old. I'm I can't I'm do on but it, one. brother. You can do it too. <laughs> hey, it's hey, a lot of fun. You, you're younger than me, um, so I, I just. Um, but those are the two ways to really. My church is called Mountain West Church. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Our website is mwchurch.com. And if you're in Atlanta, come visit us. I'd love to meet you in per- person. I am part of the original Giant Slayer family, yes. the origin team. <laughs> and so I'd love to meet uh, the Slayer family wherever you come from. Grateful to be a part of this and just celebrating all that God is doing through you. Thank God for you, Pastor Mo. And I know your father is so honored and blessed to see where you have come. And um, he, I used to work together and a great man of God. And I know that he is very proud of you. God bless you all. Thank you, Slay the Giant family. You know how to keep in touch with us. Please leave a review on Apple and we look forward to talking with you next time. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Slay the Giant podcast. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts.
Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.